Welcome to the Bani and Billy show where a cat discusses worldly matters with their human companion. This episode is presented to you by Oliver's Post, a news magazine for young readers. Oh, not again. Can we just pretend that we're in North Korea and listening to this music could get you killed? Would you still listen to it? Um, probably. Whatever. Please let this cat Take a nap. Listen, I'm watching a very special performance. Okay, Billy. Oh my God, you say that every time. What was that song? That song that always makes me drool butter. You said that was special too. Well, this is about world peace and cooperation. <laughs> no, it's about dancing. Don't insult my intelligence, Bani. I understand English, you know. And honestly, I don't get the hype about dancing. Hunting? Now that's something to sing about. No, this performance is at the United Nations, the UN. The UN headquarters in New York, Billy, and BTS is more than just a boy band, you know. They're out there saving the world. What? Useless band singing at a useless convention set up by a useless organization. Oh my God! How dare you? What has the UN ever done to you, Billy? Nothing. Nothing at all. The UN does nothing. That's exactly my point. Well. BTS just took the voice of a young, sweet, quiet girl tucked away in a quiet corner of the planet and amplified it to the world, all thanks to the UN. So I would say that the UN has done something for us both, because when I shine, we both shine. Was shown to me is that you should call yourself quiet and and sweet. Before their big speech at the United Nations General Assembly, BTS asked members of their army, their army, their fans, where call the army. They asked us about what we felt this past year, so that they could share the voice of the generation of the future with the world. And they picked what I said. Can you believe it? They picked me. What did you say? <clears throat> I don't know if I can do justice to the great Jin's amazing. Get on with it. <clears throat> okay, here goes. This is what I said through him. <clears throat> We're here today to share the stories of our future generation. Before we came here, we asked the young people in their teens and twenties around the world about their past two years and about the world they find themselves in today. Jin will share some of the answers we received. Yes, should we take a look? There were times during the past two years when I too felt bewildered and troubled. But still here, we have people who cry out, let's live on, let's make the best of this moment. Because we can't stand still when we are in the ideal time of our lives to take on new challenges. The Bonnie and Billy Show. Billy, this is the third time that BTS is speaking at the United Nations. Honestly, I could not be more proud to say that I am a fan. You know, you don't have to love everything that BTS does. What's this sudden obsession with the UN? You do know that it's a useless body, right? First of all, it's not a sudden obsession, and second of all, the UN does a lot. It's not perfect. But I don't see us cowering in bomb shelters. What's that got to do with anything? The United Nations is a peacekeeping body, is it not? Of course. And peace is what we have today. If I remember correctly, you're the one that cowered as you sat here worrying about the fate of your friend's mother, who was trapped in Afghanistan, freaked out over the war in Ethiopia, and the human rights abuses. Okay, okay, okay. Let me ask you a question, Billy. Yes. How do you know that the war in Ethiopia has led to human rights abuses? In fact, 
how do you know what human rights are at all i don't know i just do i suppose no international human rights only exist because of the united nations if the united nations hadn't written it down in the first place uh, everyone knows killing people willy-nilly isn't great you don't need some fancy document to tell you that okay billy i think it's time that i took you on a journey to the united nations isn't the united nations technically 193 nations i'm gonna need some time to pack money okay okay not to the un but through the history of the United Nations. All right, but I doubt I'm going to change my mind. The facts are all around us, Bani. Climate change, political tension, the threat of war, war, racism. The list goes on. Would you just listen to me? Okay, here goes. So the year is 1945 and the Second World War has just ravaged Europe and the rest of the world. Everyone is devastated and angry. But they're all clear about one thing. That they're about to waste billions of dollars on expensive meetings that make no difference? No, they just never want to be embroiled in a horrific world war again. In fact, with the advent of atomic weapons, they just can't afford to be. Yeah, and in 1945, 51 nations came together to set a peacekeeping body that would create international laws for countries to maintain peace and security, develop friendly relations among nations, human rights, blah, blah, blah. It all sounds great on paper, Barney. I can't deny that. But these things, they're just not easy to come by. Exactly. They aren't. This is why countries have to keep working together at the UN to make sure that they accomplish at least some of this. And even though you may see the UN as a peacekeeping body, that's not all that it is. Billy, if it weren't for the UN, we would still have polio in India. Polio, that's right. So the UN helps eradicate diseases, promotes gender equality, cares for cultural monuments, and fights social problems like racism. And that's just mentioning a few things they do. If we weren't paying all this money to the UN, we could have just solved these problems for ourselves, you know. Technically, we don't pay for anything. Yes, we do. We use our tax-paying money to pay the government, and then the government has to use that money to pay the United Nations. How do you think the United Nations does all that it does? Listen, you don't pay taxes. Uh, neither do you, but your parents do. And indirectly, I do, because I'm quite certain that if it weren't for their taxes, they wouldn't have switched me back to cheaper tuna. <laughs> That's right, I noticed. First of all, beggars can't be choosers. And second of all, so what if our money is going towards the betterment of society and to elevate poverty? Can you really look me in the eye and tell me that you believe that's a bad thing? Extreme poverty still exists, by the way. In fact, in some sub-Saharan nations, poverty is on the rise. Okay, okay, I'll grant you that. But on the whole, poverty is on the decline. Every second, one person is coming out of extreme poverty. Can you believe that? Even malnutrition is on the decline. And that's all thanks to the World Food Programme. Children in war-torn nations are getting a second chance at life, all thanks to the efforts of the United Nations. Why does there have to be any war at all? That's a great question, Billy. Of course, there should be no war. And while the fact that we are living in the most peaceful era in history is in part thanks to the peacekeeping efforts of the United Nations... Wait, 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 wait. We currently live in the most peaceful time in history? Are you telling me that humans used to fight even more? I dare you to call me wild or violent the next time I scratch your carpet. Well, if cats were in charge, I doubt peace would even be on your agenda. And speaking of agendas, thanks to the United Nations, 
This is the best time that we can be alive. Even you animals have more rights than ever. You were in the middle of arguing on my behalf and I seem to have cut you off. So please, carry on. You have nothing to say anymore, do you? No, I was just um, interested in your argument. Yeah, sure you were. Anyway, as I was saying, it is also true that the United Nations has failed in many ways. There are rumours of corruption in the body. The five Security Council nations have way too much control in an organization that has 193 countries involved. Wait, what five nations? The United Nations has a set of five nations that belong to the Security Council. These five nations have total control when it comes to making security and peace decisions across the globe. So, let's say there's a cruel dictator who has come to power in a smaller country. The UN could send in peacekeeping forces to fight off that dictator. But I thought that the whole point of the UN was not to go to war. Yeah, but the Security Council can send in diplomats to talk or the military when they think that international peace is under threat. Okay, then why are the people of Myanmar suffering? Why are women in Afghanistan suffering under the Taliban? What about Belarus or, or Ethiopia? You've tapped right into it. That's exactly the problem, Billy. The five nations that are part of the Security Council are so powerful that they fund and control many smaller nations. So basically, what this means is that the big powerful country gives money to these nations and in return, asks them to act in its favor. So a lot of the big violent events in the world, for example, you know, the coup in Myanmar, it just can't be tackled. See. China is part of the Security Council and supports the armed forces that took over Myanmar. But what about the other four nations? Why can't they just vote to send help to the people of Myanmar? Because within the Security Council, if one country says no to a vote, then that's it. The vote is done for. And they cannot go forward with the decision they were voting on. Now, how is anyone supposed to get anything done with a stupid rule like that? True. During the Cold War, when the USSR, which is now Russia, and the US were fighting through strategic means, they divided most of Asia amongst one another. That meant that some nations were allied with the US, so the Security Council couldn't take any action around them, as the US would just vote no and put a stop to the whole ordeal. And let me guess, other nations were allied with the USSR, and the Security Council couldn't take decisions around those countries because the USSR would say no to them. This is why climate change is so hard to fight. If one of the big nations benefits from polluting industries, they just block any attempt to change. Actually, Billy, it's not that black and white. Countries have taken steps that harm them in the short term, but benefit the planet in the long term. When the planet is healthy, natural disasters reduce and countries spend less money. Also, let's not forget that if it weren't for the UN, we would still have this massive, huge climate warming ozone hole. Countries of the UN came together to ban polluting CFCs and now, Together, we've managed to close that hole. If we look at the smaller picture, the UN has made our lives a lot more peaceful. Deadly diseases like polio would be coming to get us. And I wouldn't be able to buy you that comfy bed that's made in Korea. Fine. I'll accept that they do do some good work. But that doesn't mean that they don't waste our, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, humans' money on useless fancy meetings and concerts. We're paying them to fix the world's issues, not party. Well, I'll have you know that BTS is at the UN General Assembly to talk about what their young fans want and to help politicians realize that sticking to their sustainable development goals is not going to lose them any kind of popularity. Sure, but do they really need to travel to New York and make a whole show out of it? They could just do this on Zoom or even online. You know, 
Even Greta Thunberg, she's pointed out the great hypocrisy of this wastefulness. And all this, as they try to make policies that allegedly prevent wastage and protect the planet. Billy, countries are using this time to decide how they'll spend all of that UN money we give them. But, you know, you have some good questions. I never actually thought of it the way you do. (laughs) They probably spend all their money on their fancy lunches, dinners and concerts anyway. They actually have billions of dollars at their disposal. And you know, Billy, it may have been only two days since the General Assembly has met, but China has already pledged to stop funding coal plants abroad, which is great news for climate change. The US has increased its promises on sustainability and vaccines. Brazil is making promises too. And guess what? Even the Taliban is ready to talk and cooperate. Well, Barney, I suppose you're right. Just because something could use some change doesn't mean you should rule it out entirely. Just take yourself as an example. You could maybe quit your K-pop obsession, maybe chew softer, stop talking so much and... Okay, okay, um, okay, I get your point. uh, You could maybe stop keeping your video game so loud and perhaps you could wash your feet every now and then and... Can't hear you! And you know, you could... You could start dancing if that's what you want to call them.